One, two, three, four, five. Five more days left to five get a five whole days left to get a free. Not one. Not two. Not three. Three. No, three. Oh, yes. Three free <laughs> shirts. We're giving away three free shirts. If you have not enrolled, yes, three. if you have not enrolled in the RGB uh, bundle, if you guys have not done that yet, it's nine months of programming. We're and it's maps red, maps green, and maps black. You get the free shirt for each one of those programs. So the Maps Red shirt, the Maps Green shirt, and the Maps Black yeah, shirt. Yeah, it's included for free. It's the Tri Blend shirt. It's super flossy. They're super mm. sexy and handsome and beautiful. It just feels good. Uh, MindPumpMedia.com. It's the RGB bundle. You got five more days. Do That's it. That's it. Turn them on. You turn me on. Who? Turn it on. Who turns you on the most? Justin when he wears when he wears them Stop short it, shorts. Dude, we already. I you know we what? did an episode fi- that got too weird. Give me a and... fist bump on that, Adam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that was creepy. One of these one of these episodes, Sal and I aren't gonna say anything. We're just gonna stare <laughs> look, look at him in his eyes. Just start sweating. I don't know, Justin. You go ahead and answer that. What? If we if we ever if we ever do lots of hard drugs together, I think Justin's in danger. I'm literally not gonna do that <laughs> because no, I recommend not doing yeah, that. Justin. Are we gonna fire this? Me. What are we doing, Doug? We're gonna give away some shirts. Let's fucking do it. We do that every so. What, often. what the shirts look like, Doug? Let's give them all away. They are mind pump Whoa, Adam. black Whoa. on black shirts. These are the limited edition shirts. There's going to be a point where we're going to stop making these and you'll never yeah. be able to get these again. Exactly. And they're well, that, that bomb point, diggity. That point is really soon. That's why we got those other mind pump shirts. The yeah. ones that are black and orange. See, I try to create mystery. You always got to. <laughs> yeah. Real soon here we'll be out of the black on blacks, which are my favorite. So get them while they're hot. Yes. We have they 19 reviews this week. Wow. 19 yes. Stepping up. Okay. Stepping up. Okay. A couple people like us. Yeah, I think people are getting off summer vacation and they're actually, you know, doing their job here. I feel that. I feel, you know Good what job. I feel like? I feel like July was kind of a, kind of a lull. You just feel like that? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've. Isn't like, that typical of the fitness industry, though? It is. 24 Hour Fitness used to do uh, their Hawaii competition every year because Mark Mastroff. Uh, knew that year in after year after year that was the worst month, even worse than December and November. Yeah, everybody's for traveling, vacationing. Yeah, it's the first like Fourth like of July is like the first real official holiday for like all schools to be out and everything. So it's like people take off and it's hot. You know what I'm saying? Who wants to be in a gym? Who wants to be, you know, listening to a podcast when it's all hot outside? You want to know what's crazy? Uh, you want to true but you know soldiers. What, you want to know what's crazy? When I owned my, uh, my wellness studio, where, you know, we had personal training, massage, all that stuff. Our busiest months were the summer months. Like the most walk-in traffic came in in the summer months, which was crazy because in the gym industry, it was dead. It's mm. wild. Yeah, that is wild because that is the opposite. Yeah. Uh, 12 years in a row, it was always the busiest right in the summertime. In wow. December, it was just shit. Weird. Who do we got, Doug? We have five shirts going out this week. Damn. Yep. Right. We have Meg's I-072. I like her. Tabs <laughs> 24 right. cool. by 7. I like her better. Whoa. Tommy Two Barrel. <laughs> That's my boy. The Rage <laughs> Five One Three Six and Dark Knight Seventeen. Ooh. Oh damn it! That's really my boy. That's the one I wanted. Yeah, yeah. that's it. We wanted all of them actually. <laughs> so send your name, the one I just read, to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your address and your shirt size, and we'll get that right out to you. One of those you didn't say clearly because you I started laughing. Who was the second to last? No, the Rain no, Five One Three Six. Yeah, that's the one. That was the one. I think it was, I yeah, it was the second one. Why don't you read them all off again? Okay, Meg's I-072, Tabs 24 by 7, Tommy Two Barrel, The Rain 5136, Dark Knight 
17. Do it. Excellent. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. How fun was yesterday? Oh, at the, uh, uh, was awesome. at the Orange Theory seminar? I have to say, Sal finally did a good job. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time, pick something. Every yeah. time. Well, you know what? I I know I didn't realize it until we started doing those, how much uh, Justin and I feed off you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. we, we really, we rely on you to you be Sal. You give me a lot of meat. Yeah, I need you to be Sal, and when you're not Sal, it's just it, then everything else just un- then I'm not Adam, and then Justin's <laughs> not I'm definitely Justin. Not Am Justin. I like that whale in the ocean that's got the fish <laughs> eating its little like gills and stuff? Yeah, I, I'm cleaning your teeth. And you guys gotta clear. You know I, mean? I had a good time. I had a good time, and there were a couple moments there where I felt because here's the thing: when we get on the mics here, um, we've definitely gotten better over the last year and a half, but. There's this feeling of it's just so natural and just uh, the flow is there. We're in our element. I don't know. It just feels – it just you, you, we're in the zone, right? When we do these seminars – I've done seminars before. You guys have done them before. I have no problem speaking in front of people, but it's very it's – it, it's different. It's a seminar. And I have yet to feel that flow. And yesterday there were a couple moments where I felt it start to come out a little bit, where I felt kind of like Tony Robbins-ish coming out. And uh, one was when we were talking about the, the the signals of the body, listening to the body, and then the other was when I talked about how uh, Dr. Kellogg invented Kellogg's cornflakes to prevent masturbation, and everybody kind of thought yeah, that was, that was a fun fact. That was an excellent fun fact. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Normally, you're good for one of those when we sit down and we hang out. That I there's mm-hmm. a there's here comes a, a sandwich. There is <laughs> here comes the sandwich. <laughs> I am not gonna give you shit. I'm not gonna give you. Shit. I've already done giving you a little shit. bit stinky in the middle. I feel fuck. We, oh, I feel so good. Today's the first day of work, dude. Full time. Mind I, pump goes full nude. That's it. Uh, no more topless and baloney. It was pretty obvious who cares about our Spread business eagle. the most. Um, Justin and then myself. So then you and then Doug obviously doesn't give a shit. He See, just, showed, I was gonna just use, showed up whenever he wants to show. Joe's like this. Well, Doug's like this shit doesn't start unless I get there. Well, so I don't yeah. give a fuck. To be fair, yeah, to be fair, uh, Doug lives uh, the closest. Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you literally <laughs> live right down Doug, the street. Doug could walk here. Justin lives far as fuck. Yeah, and he's got two kids, so I can't use the kids' excuse. Yeah. Although this morning, I'll tell you what. You ever had this happen, Justin? Mm. You're trying to get ready. Got to get out of the house or whatever. Your kid's doing something, and they decide at the last minute just to fuck shit up. Like, my daughter's just like, <laughs> yes. I'm going to dump this entire fucking bowl of cereal right. and milk all over my Like, clothes. I can't find the shoes. Oh, my son threw them outside somewhere. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Have you ever taken your... So, where do your kids go in the morning when you drop them off somewhere? Uh, Grandma, grandpa's, or... Hey, yeah. You ever bring them there with just like... All right, kid, you're just wearing flip flops. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Fuck it. We're not finding you have your, no shoes. We're not finding your <laughs> yeah, shit today. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's like jammies. Like, hey, hey mom, figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you Sorry. Gotta, that's what you gotta do. I forgot man. to make lunches again. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That's what you gotta do with kids, man. They just they just throw shit at you. Yeah. Now do it's you a wrench. when you do drop them off at mom and dad's, do you get it do you still have to pack their lunch or do they do mm-hmm. they take care? Oh wow, you still pack their lunch even well, for grandma and grandpa. Here's the thing. If he does it, is, it, yeah, is yeah, that like yeah, a, no. is that like a courtesy? There's thing? like a no, dude, no. I, I don't exactly. even want, I don't even want to get into that. I do want to get into this. Uh, really? Are, yeah, because this I'm going to throw my parents under the bus. They don't listen. 
Our parents, yeah, none, yeah, of our pa- none of our parents You're listen. Right, We're okay. Don't. My mom listens. Oh, your mom does? Yeah, I love her uh, so my mom much. Doesn't. She's she the best does mom. So much for, for, for you. She's the best mom amongst the moms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Now we're going to talk nothing but highly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. about everything. No, I know what Justin does. I know exactly why he packs him lunches. Because if he doesn't, then the kids are going to have some shit that he doesn't want them to have for lunch. That's right? it. That's, yep. 100%, that's 100% it. And then they still get shit, you know, when oh, they get wow. there. Yeah, it's, so it's tough. But, um, yeah. You know, also too, I'm just I'm trying to create peace. You know, because they're, <laughs> they're they're helping me on a lot of ends. Like the thing is, you think grandma and grandpa, you think like, okay, you know, you just become this babysitting service. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't look at it like that because you're no. gonna burn them out, of course. And so me, like, I have to take extra steps and do a lot, you know, in order to be able to then get a date night. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you have to really think about this strategically. So that's my advice for anybody out there that's a new parent or whatever. Like, don't just don't just drop them off thinking like, oh, grandma and grandpa, they're going to be happy with this forever. Uh, they're not. No, you got to You got to pay. You, gotta, you get burnt out. But you I'll, I'll, I'll you uh, pick and choose. Right. So you get totally. How do you do with the sugar thing? Because because I it's like, ugh, so frustrating. Like, I'll. I'll you know, the kids will be eating dinner and then they're not hungry or they're acting funny. And I'll be like, yeah, did you guys have sugar today? <laughs> and my kids will be like, no, that's a dumb question. No, no, didn't give us sugar today. And I'll, be, I'll look at my mom my mom will get all pissed off. Like, I don't give them sugar all the time. Blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, OK, give me the rundown of what they ate today. This, that, the other. And then, oh, and I gave her uh, and I said, so you didn't give him anything else, huh? No, no, nothing. Well, I got him an apple pie oh, from oh, McDonald's. Oh, I gave and, him ah! I gave him some yogurt. I'm like, oh, let me look at the yogurt real quick. Open the fridge. Oh, it's go it's the fucking you need sugar. It's the neon pink, yeah. Pretend to be yogurt oh, stuff. No. That's just yeah. It's like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, the, or I'll look in the, in the you know man, yeah. like a box of Cheez Its, yeah. which is my favorite snack, by the way. Oh Cheez Its. Oh my god. My wife loves those too. I'll yeah. eat. I haven't had a Cheez Its. That's like forever. crack. You know what's even worse it than is that? Like drugs. But is amazing Doritos. <laughs> fucking Doritos. No, I, I got one it's for like you. So artificial and it's delicious. I got one for you. Here's a cracker that I used to love. And I still, if it's in front of me, I'll eat the hell out of them. And it's the weirdest cracker of all time. Chicken in a biscuit. Oh, I love oh, chicken. chicken in a biscuit. Chicken Do you remember that? Oh, my our, God. That's, our, that's yeah. our generation for like, sure. Seriously. But what is I that? that? I have no idea what it is. And, and how, do you, how do you artificially flavor a chicken? <laughs> what is that? No, I'll beat that. Shrimp. Remember a, a cup of noodles? Yeah. Shrimp flavor, yeah, like, f- shrimp flavor. What's, <laughs> this is like pixie dust shrimp. But but ch- chicken and a biscuit is like they took a bunch of crackers and then they got a bouillon cube and just crushed it up and shook it in there and so they <laughs> shook it in there. So then you eat these crackers and they taste like chicken soup. Yeah, it's and weird. for some reason it's really good. It's tasty. It's really yeah. really that good. one and the vegetable. I one forgot was all my about favorite. that. What's the vegetable one? Remember the vegetable one that was like shaped like little vegetables and stuff. You don't remember that? And they and it has like a kind of a spicier kick to it. Mm. Oh, I can't think of the name of those right now. Doug, know. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're like, they're, and they were writing the chicken and biscuits, and those were the, the other one. Those were the two crackers that we always had growing no. up. And they, oh, I'll figure it out. No. Somebody who's listening knows. We like, ate oh. triscuits. Mm, yeah. Did you have triscuits? Triscuits. That's like the most grossest. Yeah. It doesn't taste like anything. Just straight up like bark. What did you put on it? No, they make yeah. they make flavor. They make rosemary. They have a, yeah, they, 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 a rosemary they, they, they garlic. They it up a little bit. Like. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What did you put, put on your What did you put on your triscuits? Uh, cheese, of course. <laughs> just, some sausage just sometimes. Cheese the fuck out of it. Cheese it all day. No, I would sit. I would sit. Uh, do you guys even eat crackers? I don't have an app. I don't eat that shit. If I have wine, if we're gonna do like a wine thing, we're doing cheese and crackers, but. 
but other than that, it's, I don't. It's such an empty experience. <laughs> you know, it doesn't fulfill. It you is at now, all, right? right? It's just like oh, I'm doing this. You so, know, my hand is it, it's putting things in my mouth. I was explaining that to my sister this weekend. I think the one of the biggest things I've made as far as changes in, in nutrition uh, nowadays is. Now, if I if I eat off the plan, or if I'm you know I know I'm not eating something ideal, I still try and target something that is semi beneficial. It's something that's worth it. Yeah, like you know what I'm yeah. saying like a like a big old burger, like a nice like, burger that's yeah. gonna fill you up. And yeah, satiate and you get you. some good protein yeah. out of there. You get there's a lot of there's a lot of Put benefit bacon that, on there and cheese. There is and there's some fucking do this. You're getting some good benefit <laughs> from that. Where you know you eat something like macaroni and cheese or fucking chicken biscuits, like oh, there's not that doesn't even there's like, no nutritional it does value. Nothing. Yeah, you're getting no nutritional value out of that. One. Whatsoever, so I try and I try and spend my calories. I feel like on on uh, semi investments. That's how I look at yeah. it. Like, right? I'm gonna I'm blow my that, I'm dude. gonna blow my money. I'm gonna blow my macro wad on something. I want to do it on something that I feel like at least after I enjoyed the we shit out of that, that macro wad. I, I walked, yeah, bro. I used to. I think about some of the shit I used to do when I'd sit in front of the TV as a kid, like eat cereal, but not with milk, just out of the box. Like it was like a box of That's how crackers. my kids eat it. They don't even eat it with milk. Really? If they eat cereal. Yeah. They just eat it out of the box? Yeah. It's cause we it's used weird. Because we used to get the, uh, we didn't get the brand name cereal though. We didn't get the like. Oh, I got all the generic stuff. Yeah, it, was it wasn't. The, plastic, uh, <laughs> the clear plastic bag. Exactly. It like, wasn't It wasn't Lucky Charms. It was a Marshmallow Mateys. The, the bastard Fruit Loops. What were those? <laughs> yeah. they like Fruityos or yeah, something? Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> It's like those colognes that the guy sells out of the back of his car. Like this smells just like cool water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, Aquafina. burns my skin. You know, yeah. it was it were they were cereals that came in big bags and they were total knockoffs and it cracked me up. And mm. we would eat them and nobody could and whatever. And it was yeah. I don't think it was worse for you. Did I mention to you guys that General Mills is is going away from the whole artificial sweetener thing? Did you know that? Mm. That was they. That oh just, yeah, they ran a commercial. I believe. I'm by, not saying it's mind pump, but <laughs> yeah, it's mind pump. By 2017, they 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 predict that like a majority of all all their cereals now will have pulled the artificial coloring and flavoring out of there, and now they're trying to go all all natural in their cereals. Non GMO is next. One yeah. small step. Yeah, right. They're going to go non GMO next. A yeah. little bit at a time. The market the market is speaking. People are wanting these things, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I don't know. Interesting. Yep. <gasps> Oh shit! Today's quaz being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. How much weight should we do? In other words, what's the max percentage for each program phase of MAPS? Okay, so this question was a little a little longer. Um, he was asking, when going from phase to phase... What percentage of my max should I use in each phase? And yeah, for example, you're saying yeah. phase one, I'm supposed to be doing. You know, he's looking at it heavily from a metric standpoint. Correct. So it's something yeah, measurable. So here's here's the one problem I have with percentages of max. Uh, actually, I have a couple program uh, problems with it because pro- percentages of max works very well for uh, very high level athletes. Mm-hmm. For everybody else, it doesn't work too well uh, for a couple yep. reasons. Number one, your max is going to change, especially if you're getting stronger. So 90% of your max is all of a sudden going to become 80% of it, Once, especially once you go through something like phase one of red where strength gains come fast and furious. Uh, and number two... Too fast, too furious. Yeah. And number two, um, 
it's not taking a lot of things into account. Uh, how you feel, the, the the way you slept the night before, your diet, your nutrition. I could go into a workout wanting to lift, you know, seventy percent of my max, and I'm supposed to hit twelve reps or whatever. But that seventy percent feels more like eighty percent, and twelve reps now is going to fatigue when I'm not trying to go to complete fatigue. I'm trying to stop a couple reps short. <clears throat> this is why there's a subjective. Uh, part of working out that you just can't remove. You just can't take that subjective part out. Uh, unfortunately, it requires that you have a good connection to how you feel and that you're okay adjusting the weight up or down based on how you feel. This is why I think it's silly that people even debate this. I, I find I when you it's, get a, it's really not measurable in my opinion. It's not. It's it's so like Sal was saying. There's so many things. Uh, I've never done this. I've never actually measured out my percentage, my maximum percentage, and, and based my program around it. And the, and just simply because, like you said, that it changes all the time. Many times I go to the gym thinking that you know I'm going to be able to get after a certain weight, and it just it's not there. I'm still recovering from something else, or I'm battling something. Yeah. Or, you know, which is always a nice one, you feel fucking way stronger than what you had planned. And so then maybe you can increase more. So, you know, I, I always like to use our, you know, the rep going to failure like, okay, I'm trying to, if I'm following maps, uh, the phase one, and we're in that three to five uh, rep range, right? You're in the really low rep range. Then I, I always want to be able to get at least one or two more out. So I'm stopping knowing I could have squeezed one or two more. Yeah, you don't go to failure. Yeah, so I'm never going. And I'm going to push whatever weight I can. I'm going to go up as, as high as I can with that in mind. Mm -hmm. So if that means today I get under there and, you know, 365 is is feeling pretty light and I'm repping out three to five reps, uh, no problem. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I'll go up to 405 and see if I can still get you know a single or a double out of there and and fill with a little bit of gas still in the tank. Or the the reverse. I go in planning on lifting 365 for three or five reps, and I get under the first set and it's like a struggle to get. I, I mean, yeah. I basically go to failure just to get to three. I'm going to back off the weight a little bit. So well, I think too, like as far as discipline is concerned, like uh, if you can wait till more towards the end of your phase to really like exert more uh, effort into, into what your a lifts, great point that would be ideal because then we can we can chat uh, like change it up and then get into the next phase while uh you know recovering from that over like because you're gonna over exert yourself you know so you don't want to keep going along that pathway you're, when that's you're in a, that phase that's a great point because it's usually it should be the end of each phase where you're pushing yourself the hardest because you know your body at that point Within the parameters of that phase, right. I'm hitting maxes uh, that, and I'm breaking, uh, you know, I'm breaking, you know, previous numbers. So by the second or third week, I'm lifting much heavier. But you know, really, the, your target should be the rep range. That's mm -hmm. the target. Look at your rep range. Look at what and and the intensity that Adam was talking about. I know that I need to be able to stop my set about one or two reps short of failure. What that means is literally, I know I can squeeze out one or two more reps and then I won't be able to do any more. That's going to take a little bit of work on your part in in terms of feeling what that feels like. Mm -hmm. That means you may hit failure sometimes before you get used to it. But once I get to that point and I understand that, now all I'm doing is I'm aiming for that rep range. So if I know I'm trying to get 6 reps, in reality I'm trying to hit a weight that I can do for 7 or 8 reps to failure. Mm -hmm. And so if I do 6 reps, I'm like, yeah, right, I could do like 4 more reps. I'm adding weight. 
But there's, I, there's both sides to that too. Like um, that's why I mentioned the discipline aspect of it in the beginning because you're gonna have days like Adam mentioned where you feel like really strong, and, and it's gonna motivate you to lift heavier weights or do more reps when in fact you should probably hold out and keep building up that frequency and discipline your body to respond properly first absolutely and you know it goes without saying that will give you better results than almost anything else if you can be disciplined enough to listen to your body to go into the gym get under a weight know that you need to go lighter know that you need to go heavier aim for that target rep range and not worry about percentages of max. Because here's what happens with, this is what I've seen over and over again when people go in and they say, okay, today I'm lifting 85% of my max, so I'm doing 245 pounds on the deadlift. Um, if, they're, if, if that 245 is too hard, they end up sticking to it anyway because that's their number. Yeah. And they end up going to failure every time or going short of the reps because they failed before it. And all they've done is themselves a disservice. They've actually slowed their progress down. They've actually reduced the amount of results that they can get from that program because they were so rigid on that percentage, that number. So you have to, you have to listen to how you feel and base it off that. And then if you're doing one of our programs, aim for that rep range. Um, and as long as you stay within that rep range, you are targeting the type of adaptation that we're we're telling you to target within the program. Well, I feel like that's why there is a range, right? There's a range in, in the phase, you know, first your first phase, it's that. It's, like, it's one to five, I think. One, yeah. you can even do singles. Yeah, so it gives you that range that, you know, you don't, if you're doing singles, you really should have enough in the tank for a double or even possibly a triple, in right? It, right? It, so you need to know that, that you're not, when it's, when it's one to five, it doesn't mean like you are maxing out every single time. You want to be able to have some, some left in the tank for sure. And if you're getting five every set, then you probably should have increased your weight a little bit to where you're struggling to get five. One of the, one of the most effective things that I ever did years ago, um, in terms of building my strength, was I learned how to utilize singles properly. Singles are sets of one rep. And in the past, because uh, this must have been about, I don't know, I probably really learned this uh, properly for myself about maybe eight years ago, seven years ago. Up until then, if I did a single, it was a max. Like, I'm going out to max. Right. I learned uh, about seven or eight years ago that if I took a weight that I could do one for, but I know I could do three or four and doing lots of sets of that. So I'm just going to get under and do one. Um, and then rest and then do and do another set of that. And I did like six sets of that. So I'm doing six sets of squats where I'm just doing one rep. Man, you want to talk about strength gains. The yeah. following week I come back, I could add five to 15 pounds to the bar. I mean, literally, the, it'll blow you away at how fast those strength gains come mm-hmm. when you can utilize uh, singles properly in that fashion. You're, you will get strong very quickly, but it will end very quickly as well, which is why we face things like that for usually three weeks at a time. Ginger Bergy is asking about... Must the, be your, uh, Justin's cousin. Yeah. Ginger. My gingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. We're transparent. Ginger Bergy has a 15-year-old son who wants to take creatine. What are your thoughts on that? Was she at the uh, at the, the seminar? seminar? She was at the seminar That's yesterday. what it said, right? Yeah. She said she was there. And we talked about creatine. We talked all. a lot about creatine. Somebody asked what was in our cupboards, and everybody went on talking about what there was. And I think the one common one we all would would use or take would be right. creatine, right? Creatine is easily amongst all the ergogenic uh, aids out there, among all the supplements that are purported to uh, improve athletic performance or build muscle or burn body fat. Creatine is by far the most studied. There are literally hundreds of well-made studies done on creatine. 
many of them done on athletic performance and muscle building, and also many of them done on the health benefits of creatine. It was about, I'd say about 15 years ago or 10 years ago, where they started to study the health benefits of creatine, and they found a few different things. Uh, Creatine's got some antioxidant properties. Uh, Creatine benefits people with uh, heart disease, people who've had uh, previous strokes, improves cognitive function, especially in uh, vegetarians and vegans. Um, It reduces uh, inflammatory markers. Um, it, it, it all kind of makes sense. Creatine is a, can be, is used to increase or improve the amount of, uh, ATP that your cells will use. And ATP is one of the fundamental, uh, energy, uh, molecules that cells use in the body, not just muscle cells, but all cells. And so creatine just gives you more of that. So it's a very, very effective and it's been tested to be very, very safe. However, we are talking about a 15-year-old uh, child who I can pretty much guarantee you has poor uh, muscle control when it comes to lifting weights, who I can guarantee you has low, l- very, very little experience mm-hmm. training properly, who I can guarantee you has come nowhere near his potential for building strength and muscle, has, has come nowhere near uh, working his potential for his central nervous system in terms of how it adapts to weights. Yes. Um and what you're doing is you're going to give him, if he did take creatine, creatine will make him stronger because that's what it does. You give it to anybody, and if they respond well to it or if it doesn't give them uh, stomach issues because that's, that's a side effects a rare group of people will have. But let's say he takes it and he feels fine. He's going to get 5 to 15% stronger on creatine. Very, very short period of time. So now you have a kid who has very little experience working out, very little experience working out properly, very poor muscle control because I have yet to meet a 15 year old who who can lift weights like a 30 year old in terms of the, the, having the control with it because he's a growing kid. Mm-hmm. He's not used to his body. So all you've done is increase his risk of injury. That's what's yeah. happened. Well, you bring up a lot of points, uh, and and I've been inboxed quite a few times about like a similar question, but it was more training based, like. You know, I have a group of kids that are athletes that are 12 or, you know, 15 or, you know, somewhere around that range, like, and they're asking about load and should we add load to these lifts and, and, you know, what would you consider like a safe approach for this and all that kind of stuff. And my answer was always like more skills training based. So, uh, the biggest thing, I think the best impact you can have with these kids is to, is to really design a program that is going to show them exactly what kind of skills they need to uh, accomplish like these major movements that uh, are going to be the best for them long term, like your squats, your deadlifts. Uh, you know, even if it's a power explosive movement, it's really all about the mechanics and how the body's responding and firing properly. And like Sal mentioned, the central nervous system, uh, just getting everything like more responsive. Like that is like load is something that I think can wait. You know, if if you're going to say anything, load is, is something that, uh, you know, we can incrementally increase that as our skill and our response increases. Yeah. You want to get really perfect, uh, with, with your movements, but you're talking about creatine, creatine, one of the side effects of creatine, um, there's a couple side effects you can get from creatine and it's pretty rare and they're, they're pretty minor. One of them is you might increase your risk of muscle cramp. uh, And that's only because you've increased the amount of, uh, intracellular, fluid that the that the cells will hold the muscles will hold and that can sometimes throw off electrolytes um but that's easy to remedy here's another one that's a little more serious though there is a slight increase in uh, uh muscle pulls 
and in injuries when people take creatine. Now, it's not because creatine makes the makes your muscles more prone to injury and somehow makes them weaker in that sense. It's because creatine gives you more power and in a very quick period of time, and you have not yet acclimated to this extra strength and power. It's no different than me taking a car and giving it nitrous. Uh, the car is designed to have 200 horsepower. It's got every you know everything in the engine is designed for designed for 200 horsepower. The shocks and the mm. uh, you know the, the the tires are designed for 200 horsepower. And I'm going to give it 300 horsepower with nitrous all of a sudden. Instantly, it's going to it's going to stress those things that mm. we're used to 200 horsepower. Yeah. Anabolic steroids does the same thing, and so creatine can increase You're it. It'll so blow ahead. It is, and so when I train, like even when I train uh, oh, older yeah. athletes in their 20s and 30s, and, I, and I, or you know people who are more experienced, and they take creatine, I tell them, you know, I have, I have, I'll have like sprinters, for example, and I'll say, okay, creatine is going to make you faster, but here's what I want you to do: when you start taking creatine, don't go all out with your sprints until you start getting used to this new strength and let your body acclimate to it because your risk of injury goes up a little bit. When you're talking about the 15 year old. Who already doesn't have you know great control of weights? Like I can pretty much guarantee, creatine isn't going to. I mean, will he get stronger? Yeah, but is it going to benefit him in, in in ways that are more positive than negatives? No. And then you also want to consider this: the body synthesizes creatine on its own. And I've never, I, I've always suspected that taking creatine may decrease your body's uh, ability to uh, synthesize creatine. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't have anything to back this up, but I don't know if that would be a good idea to give someone at that age, just from, just from that standpoint, if you'd want mm. to necessarily give them something. Jesus Christ. To- now that we've scared you to sh- death about fucking giving your kid creatine and shit, <laughs> let me tell you, it's fucking okay too. It's like the, it's, we, here's the thing. I, and I, I don't know if I like the analogy of it being like a, you know, nitrous in your car because it's, it's not going to affect him that much. He's not going to, he's not going to take creatine and be like, oh. Holy shit, I'm taking creatine. No, right. but he's going to get stronger. Sure. Period. Sure. And, you know, it's it's more from an energy-based uh, standpoint. Uh, the risk the risk side effect thing is, I mean, it's very, very rare, the, any of the cases that Sal was talking about. I mean, if, if your son is really, really pressing hard and wants to try it, I would just make him aware of it. I'd make him listen to an episode like this where we talk about it and discuss uh, the benefits behind it and the importance of it and talking about the how much more important it is for him to focus on skill. But if you got the money, it's not going it, to, and you don't mind, it's... Well, let me let me ask you this. If we look at the hmm. things that, if she, let's say he, she invested $40 on a jug of creatine. What are the other things she can invest that forty dollars on? Well, yeah, no, that are going to get way better. One hundred percent. There's that's just it. That's why I said if you have the money, if you've got the money, it's not a big deal. Your son really wants to try it. All his football buddies are taking it and doing it, and you know it's like, you know, he wants to take creatine because his buddies are, and you just want to know if it's safe and okay. Yeah, it's safe and okay. He's going to be okay. He's not going to. It's not going to hurt him. But would I invest that way? Would I teach him? No. If we all of us had a fifteen year old kid that wanted to take creatine, we wouldn't let him just because we would teach him that I would put emphasis in these other areas first. I also feel like it's like this rabbit hole. I mean, I was a kid that started taking well, supplements I know, early. Well, I, and I see where you're going because that's how mm-hmm. we all got introduced to supplements and then you feel a little bit something from that so then you just go on to this, what's the next one? And that's you're chasing that that feeling that you got from that supplement. And then and, you're going down that rabbit hole of taking the next supplement and creatine is safe and it's been tested. But I can't say that for almost anything else that's out there. Mm-hmm. And it's just this rabble. Look, I started taking creatine. At, I think I was, I might have been 15 or 16 when I started taking it. Yeah. But I had a job. I made my own money. Yeah. And my parents didn't know. That's I right about when I, I mean, we, <clears throat> God, we were taking, you know, jugs of Celtech. 
Yeah. Back then, and it was in there. Yeah, yeah. loading fate with lot, lots of sugar and bullshit. Let me ask like, you guys this. Do you guys stop taking creatine? Do you guys cycle it on and off, or have you taken it? I haven't taken it in a long time. Oh, yeah, I've cycled off. And actually, it doesn't sit well with my stomach anymore. Really? Yeah. I, I, I've probably taken creatine almost nonstop since I was 16, 15, 16. Wow. Really? I mean, I might have gone off here and there, but I pretty much have never... Yeah, I've never stopped. Yeah, a couple years. It, See, right. I'm I'm very inconsistent with it. I want, I always like to supplement. I eat a lot of red meat, and so I eat a lot of red meat. I really don't focus on much of it. I mean, you get a good steak, you can get a good two to three grams of of creatine uh, in a day. So, I mean, there's a lot of times where I eat two 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 times a day. That's red meat. So. I'm not. Uh, if I don't, then, then then I will be chasing my creatine. Other otherwise, I try and get it from whole natural foods. A lot of people don't know that. I'll say this to to Ginger Berge. Uh If if you want your son, if your son wants to improve his strength and performance, honestly, and I'm not just saying this because this is what we offer. Get your son started on Maps Anabolic, Maps Red. Have him start in preface. Have him stick to preface the preface section for a few months, and then have him move through the phases. And he will blow his friends away. They'll take creatine. They'll be doing their stupid workouts. He will blow them the fuck away just from doing proper programming. Well, and that's what we would do, right? If we, yeah. you know, that's yeah. why I said that. I think when you answering a question like that, I want to make sure that we're clear that it's safe. Your son will be okay. It's not worth because I'm picturing in my head like this this boy who's got all his buddies that you know play sports and they're all taking creatine. And here's this mom who's concerned. You know, mm-hmm. what is this shit that my son wants to take and all these kids are taking? It's over the counter. Well, we also He'll talked about right. it. We also talked about it at the seminar. I think that's, and we talked about the benefits of it, but of yeah. course, our audience was a bunch of adults. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, you know, I think maybe, uh, I think just making her aware that it's totally okay for him to do it. Would it be the order of what we would do? No, definitely not. Be at There's, the bottom. Yeah. Supplements are always the last, last thing that we would ever introduce. That's any client, whether you're 15 or 45, mm-hmm. uh, that would, I would still, I would still treat it the same way. And it's, just it's more obvious with what sal was saying that at that age more than likely his 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 muscle his mind muscle connection just isn't there yet his, have, do you guys you guys have trained 15 year olds before oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's so Tons. it's so and here's I hate a, it and I here's the thing it. their their control is horrible yeah. the, the, the weights move all over the place it's very difficult to get that proper control so you do that a lot but here's the other thing with a 15 year old like your boy is about to and he's in the midst of a hormone cascade oh, explosion avalanche is coming of uh, of of a natural <laughs> all over his everywhere <laughs> yeah. Na- natural anabolic steroids like your boy is going to have the testosterone level of he's gonna, of, he's of a full like grown pissed off yeah. and like just ragingly bonered yeah and, and and so he's gonna have like all these natural things working for him in his body that are gonna direct him to build muscle like it's crazy he doesn't have to lift weights you can take a 15 year old boy not have him lift weights and he'll just gain muscle because oh his God. body wants to yeah. so if he lay, if he lifts weights properly yeah on top of that you're right oh 15 year olds yeah. get strong oh, super fast. responsive 100 yeah. mark wolves is asking your thoughts on peds in the ufc and why else would someone use estrogen blockers is this because john jones got busted he got popped for estrogen blockers yeah was he yeah what was it that he got busted for i think it was clomid was it clomid i think so hmm 
Really? We need to figure that out. Because I'd be Google very it. interested. Google it. Right. Google, Google is uh, what, what it was. I know it was. I know it was a, it was something when you come off. So It was clomiphene? It was It was either clomid or novadex or, you know, it was something, uh, Arimidex. Are you sure it wasn't Arimidex or something like that? Yeah, I don't think it was Arimidex, but I mean, all of the above are, are your post-cycle. Yeah, but they all work differently. And so I don't know. Yeah, they all work differently, but they're all used the same way as far yeah. as why somebody would use that in the UFC. Yeah. They're, they're using that to... To get their hormonal levels back to back to normal. So, I mean, does this identify that like potentially he was on? Oh, 100 percent. There's okay. no other. That, I think that's what uh, they're why, asking. Yeah, like why else would you and, do that? Is like a post cycle. You had to be on a cycle. So this is on, this yeah. is normally, well, that's why I want to know. This because- is what this is what normally happens with sports and steroids is, you know, they you're not going to get tested in the off season, right? So a lot of these guys in the off season are. You know, they're using whatever shit they can. And then when they know that even there's a potential of them. Letrozole. Okay, so letrozole is an uh, aromatase inhibitor, so that's yeah, different. It's than, a very strong. It's a blocker. Yeah. So yeah. it's so so there's so there's and I wanted to know because um, it, so there's different categories of drugs that athletes will use to mitigate or uh, you know negate the effects of estrogen. There's the category of substances that are known as uh, selective estrogen receptor modulators, or SERMs for short. And these are just chemicals that bl- lock onto the estrogen receptor and block the receptors from estrogen that may, may be in your body. Then there are what are called aromatase inhibitors, which prevent your body's ability to make estrogen because men... Uh, b- believe it or not, also make some estrogen. And if you're have high testosterone levels uh, from you know exogenous testosterone, so if you're taking steroids, you want to take a lot of these guys will take an aromatase inhibitor because it prevents all the, the super high levels of testosterone from getting converted to elevated levels of estrogen. So what this Adam was saying is, I mean, this basically he got caught for something that stays in the body longer. Because that's letrozole, stay, the metabolites stay in the system longer than testosterone. Like he could take high doses of testosterone, come off of them, and go into the test, and then they won't detect it, but they'll detect the estrogen blockers that he was using. Yes, but you don't use you don't use these drugs. No, you for would performance it enhancement kills on their own. your sex drive completely, especially letrozole. I mean, that's like the strong. Them, letro and arimidex are two of the strongest, uh, you know, um, blockers. Uh, and you don't want to take those. I mean, no, you're just, not going to get kills any, your sex drive, and it's not. If uh, you took them by themselves, and you, do, you it wasn't part of a an anabolic steroid cycle, you would get no benefit. Yeah, and le- especially let- letro is probably uh, normally guys that uh, use that. They were already starting to get converted. You normally would use a use something like Novadex during your cycle to prevent it from happening. Maybe you're an idiot and you were you were or you were lazy and you allowed estrogen to start to build up and you start to get what are called bitch tits or you start to gynomastia. <laughs> yes, scientifically speaking. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> when uh, gynomastia starts to kick out, which is just that the breast tissue right starts to build up, you almost you like a bitch tit. A guy starts to produce like a female breast from estrogen levels so uh, elevated <laughs> so high. When this starts to happen, normally they, nipples. they freak out and they go run and get something like Letro and it is very strong. It does stay in your system for a long time. So it was probably pretty obvious that he was running some sort of gear. He did was doing enough of it that he was starting to convert into estrogen. And then after he came off the cycle, he had to run this Letro and that hung around yeah. long enough. That- Dude, doesn't this seem like 
like the testing has gotten like way more sophisticated. They've been catching everybody. Well, I think UFC has some of the strong have the like, yes. They're ahead you. of all this stuff. Yeah, I are. I commend the UFC for not only testing their athletes very very thoroughly, but outing them publicly. Yeah. Because uh, I don't see other sports organizations making quite as big of a deal. Uh, with their athletes, because it's not just the UFC that's using these drugs. It's the NFL yeah, and you know, NBA. It's the you know, MLB, NHL. All these, uh, all these professional athletes um, will do everything they can to get that extra edge, especially when you're paying these people millions of dollars. I think when you're at that level um, and you have that much on the line, and you've already been busted using cocaine, and you've already made these huge mistakes, like wh- what a dumb, like yeah. God damn yeah. it, that makes me so mad. Especially someone who shows you like. He just will keep making poor decisions. He's just—he's yeah, such I mean, a he's talented. Just, yeah. I mean, one of the—he's got to be one of the most it's talented so frustrating fighters because you want—you just want to watch him fight. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I just want to watch him fight. Here's the thing with with the UFC too. You're talking about a sport where uh, people's lives are in danger. You are trying to hurt each other, and you're—you know—you're fighting. And if you want to talk about unfair and advantage in sports, like. This is a dangerous, uh, you know, unfair advantage. I'm telling you guys this. Mark right. my mark my words. I hope this never happens. But if there's ever a death in MMA, which the risk is real, just like there was in boxing, and let's say somebody gets in a, they, they, you know, they do a fight. One guy knocks someone out. They end up dying. The guy that knocked him out tests positive for anabolic steroids. You will see a lawsuit. You will see a lawsuit on the person who took the steroids, and that person will not just lose money, but they will go to jail because they broke the rules and because they can make the case that you took those steroids and you put me, you put my life at risk for doing so. So they're they're doing something completely different uh, or at a higher risk or something worse than even other sports because they're fighting. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I mean, because of the the fact that somebody is on steroids, like in that sort of a situation where your recovery goes up exponentially, right? And it's especially with MMA being so extreme on the end of max exertion uh, in, in multiple different ways. And also, like, you have somebody with the strength added component to that over somebody at the same body weight. You know, it, it is a massive advantage. It's I'll tell you what, you look at these sports and you look at these athletes and you watch them over time. And then, you know, you're talking about an elite athlete just to be in this organization. And all of a sudden, you know, two years later, oh, you know, so-and-so, you know, professional athlete put on 15 pounds of muscle all of a sudden. I sh- I, I always raise an eyebrow because I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure you didn't all of a sudden start lifting weights properly. You're already at a super Unless elite level. you've never level. lifted weights before. I mean, how does, that, how does that work? I see that all the time. It's pretty crazy. Remember when Pride... Uh, when the UFC kind of absorbed Pride yeah. from Japan, <laughs> and then those fighters came over to UFC. Oh my God, Pride was awesome. Those guys all of a sudden looked—they <laughs> don't yeah, look the they same. They look tiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vanderlei Silva—he looked like an amateur bodybuilder. <laughs> uh, we've we've argued though back and forth before, like how much of an. A, I think the recovery part is probably the biggest advantage that you get. Yeah, that's why I brought that one. Yeah, up I first. think I think that's number one because honestly, the 
the strength and size, of course you, you build strength, but then you also lose mobility, right? So the lar- the bigger you get because of steroids, the less mobile that you're going to lose speed yeah. and speed. It's is, not going to improve your skill really. Yeah. Speed yeah. and mobility. I would, I would like to, I mean, I would argue that that's probably two of the most important uh, attributes for a fighter is speed and mobility. And to add a bunch of size from steroids, you would lose that. So no, that's, there's, there's, that's where the speed of sport guy got popular was because like he, he pretty much eliminated a lot of the heavy weightlifting because of the fact that he's trying to mobilize them more and and work on this snap, this quickness, the speed uh, as the the high point of what the skill set that they need going into a fight along with endurance. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot more finesse that goes into giving an athlete um, anabolic steroids who is in a weight class. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you're playing football... Exactly, it's a weight class issue. Yeah, if you're playing football, then, you know, you can play the size game depending on your position. Yeah. Um, There's still finesse, but whatever. Um, But with a a sport like MMA, where I need to fight at 190 pounds, um, I have to stay within 190, so it's not like I can go in there and put on tons of weight. What I can do is come in leaner with a little more muscle, um, and I can come in stronger at that weight, but if I if I'm reckless and I'm like, oh cool, I'm gonna take steroids so I can move up one or two weight classes, and now I'm fighting a dude that's naturally at that weight, I've actually not really given myself an advantage. Well, on that, and then as far as like having to go through the cutting process, wouldn't you think that somebody like having more strength? infused like going through that process with anabolically enhanced situation would have the advantage because of yeah so like you, you physically feel weaker when you're cutting down that load. absolutely i, I mean there's well, those benefit- those are the big benefits I think. those are the type of things that like i think what most people translate they think you know steroids and the muscle and strength but really you, you, that's not what's going to really help a fighter. You know, it's it's the recovery, it's the sustaining the stamina, and why they're that, yeah. cutting hard and aggressively, cutting calories right. and running like crazy. They're holding on to muscle, lean body mass. So when they come down, they're primarily cutting fat and they're coming in. And a just lot the leaner. ability to train more. Yeah, like all of a sudden I can do three workouts a day instead of two, and mm-hmm. just you know I can ham- I can learn more techniques and you know drill myself more because I can recover more I mean, volume. That, that's a huge yeah. advantage. Yeah. Nathan Lang is asking, what is the best approach to working on weak body parts? For example, example, he's on Maps Red and wants to build lats. So two this things. Is, yeah, this is what Black was built for. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, both, right. both Red and Black have a, uh, a tool in them that allows you to focus on weaker body parts. But Black, Maps Aesthetic, um, uh, is, is specifically designed to be able to bring up lagging body parts. Whereas Maps uh, Anabolic has what are called trigger sessions. Yeah, more overall which strength is, Yeah, really to just send this overall muscle-building signal um, to the whole body. Um, two things. Uh, one, uh, prioritize the weak body parts. And two, increase the frequency and volume for those body parts. Those are the two things you can do that will really make the Which is what impact. we naturally do in black. That's right. what we, you know, we program designed it that way. The way black is designed is you literally would say lats is my focus you know so like right now you you're familiar with red because you own it and you're going through it you have your foundational days and then you have what are called trigger days and in maps black instead of trigger days you have what are called focus days and your focus days are focused on whatever lagging body part you want to work on so 
if Lats was one of those and maybe you had one other that you would pick and you would be focusing on those other days on those specific and basically what we've programmed in there, what we've done, we've taken the thinking out for somebody else that's trying to develop that lagging body part. But really what we've done is we've increased frequency and we've increased volume knowing that that's going to develop that lagging body part. So that's the real big difference. And, you know, if you, if you were going to try and do it with red, I think the, the advice would be to, you know, put your center, your, your foot or your trigger sessions around lats and, and, and more back exercises on your trigger days. So it's getting a little more frequency, but your real bang for your buck is going to be when you get into uh, black and we, we still, even with someone that has lagging body parts, we still, recommend them following red accordingly because those things are going to i mean getting good at deadlifting is going to bring your lats up it's going to build your back it's 100 percent. so you know building that solid foundation for those those core lifts is super important and to follow red and then if you really want to continue on that direction and you feel like those lats are still lagging after you've completed red then black is the direction yeah, you want to go. Yeah, and I want to make sure we give information to people who aren't following our programs because we have a lot of listeners who do their own workouts and maybe do a body part split and really uh, add volume. So add an extra exercise for that body part and add frequency. Frequency is the best. God, that is that is the one component that you can utilize and you can have a blast with and it will give you tremendous results. So even if you don't add necessarily, let's say I'm, let's say today's back day, let's say I follow a body part split, even though we don't recommend it or whatever, you want to do split, fine. Today's back day, and I normally do three exercises. Do your three exercises for back, have your back workout, but then on your next day, your chest day or your shoulder day or whatever, at the end of it, throw in another back exercise. Mm-hmm. Don't do it super hard. You're not trying to go super intense like you did on your, your back day, but just throw in a, an, a movement that'll give you a good pump like a machine row or a, mach- a pull down or maybe a straight arm pull down where you isolate the lats and throw in that frequency uh throwing in excuse me throwing in that frequency will give you way better uh, response than just necessarily adding volume all on the same day so uh, if if you can walk away from this you know uh, this episode with that with one idea for working on a weak body part it's work them out more frequently not necessarily longer in the same workout or not necessarily harder if that makes any sense absolutely Corinne Ciara is asking, what are your signs? Here's your sign. Hey, what's your sign? Here's your sign. She signs, said, signs everywhere. Rocking on my theory, break my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't, Can't you read, read the sign? Damn. Ooh. Damn it. We, we didn't harmonize at all. No, I knew, though, if I started singing, that Justin would sing. <laughs> but I did not anticipate That's Adam. all it takes. Adam, you're getting confident lately with your well, singing. Well, you know, that was a... Is someone telling you that you yeah, sing good? Lessons are... Because <laughs> I'm going to talk to them. You didn't say you got better. <laughs> eh, lessons are playing off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Lessons <laughs> off. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, she yeah. said on there that she knew I was a Scorpio. Am I that much of a giveaway or what? Is it, I, is it that obvious? What, what is that? Yeah. Science. All these astrological... I love, love smart. I love the definitions Smart, good-looking, confident. These are all Scorpios. I love, I, love this, I love the science of arbitrary places oh, of the so stars great. in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of like ancient aliens. I love it. I love, I love Do you guys, it. So you guys want to know something trippy? So aliens I'm gonna, did it, man. I know I make fun of this shit all the time, but this is interesting. Some studies came out a few years ago that found uh, that children born or conceived uh, or the, they were in utero at dirt certain times of the year did in fact ha- were more likely to have certain traits. 
and they link it to sun exposure, like if you're born in lunar like, patterns. No, man. none of that stuff. No. It was sun exposure. It was the food that they were exposed to. And if you think about this, because astro- astrology or the zodiac, by the way, is uh, for those of you listening, the if if it's not the old, it's one of the old oldest religions in the world, if not the oldest. I think it predates all other uh, religions. Where well, they, how they, they, they study they the like harvests and everything around it. So think about it this way: if you're a human back then. You know, which is thousands of years ago. Um, you ate seasonally, so sun comes out, certain foods grow. You're gonna eat a lot of those. It's colder. You're gonna eat more of these types of foods. Uh, you're gonna get more sun exposure, less sun exposure, more exposure to cold, more exposure to heat, different exposure to, to, to different maybe bacteria, viruses. Maybe there might be some truth to say that if a child is in utero during particular times of the year, that it may develop some different traits either health you know maybe more of a propensity for certain health issues or certain health traits or whatever the mother is consuming and exposed to yeah yeah i think it's a good argument Mm. and so some studies came out to support that a little bit so when i read that i said oh i wonder if there's a little bit of a little nugget of truth winter babies all day yeah maybe so so what uh, what are you guys do you guys know your signs what's your sign of course i know my sign what is it i'm an aquarius 100 percent you know what's weird i am too i'm an aquarius you guys are both aquarius this is the age of aquarius wait a minute when's your when's your birthday the 26th january oh okay see i didn't know i didn't know you were aquarius that's weird bro doug you're sad connected at the dick what are you what are you doug (laughs) i'm cancer Oh, you are? Oh, I didn't oh, know. In, are you in July? That explains so much. Why? Because Scorpio and Cancer, that's like the best mix. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you're why saying that's I, why he's that's your why, spinner. That's why Doug and I work so well together. Mm. Really? Yeah. So so what is it about? So what's the what are the traits of... of uh, let's yeah. talk about the traits. What yeah, are the traits I, yeah, of Scorpios yeah. that you know, Adam? I don't even know this. Uh, we, uh, we can turn on a dime. Um, we have a very uh, vindictive personality. So if you, if you scorn... A, a Scorpio, they, they typically sting back. Um, we are extremely loyal. And, you know, so if I, and we like to nest. So I like my, my, uh, I like my routine. I don't like to go outside of my routine. I like my comfort zone, my, my home, my house, very home bodies. Uh, extremely sexual, passionate, uh, incredible in bed, and typically <laughs> large, large penises. <laughs> I think uh, the blanketed. <laughs> I might have added. A so here's bit. what it says. So here's I just went online. Oh, uh, go ahead. Here's the positive traits of a Scorpio: focused, brave, uh, balanced, faithful, ambitious, intuitive. Here's the negative traits: jealous, secretive, resentful, manipulative. Interesting. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. I don't know. Go to Aquarius. Go, go look at you look at Cancer. Cancer is like my that was Aquarius. Mix. No, that was Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah. yeah. You know what I should do? I sh- fuck. I fucked up. I should have just read the traits and we guess. Oh, I know uh, them all. I know what your guys you know what are. I know what his. I don't know. Well, I, you have to read ours, dude. I don't know. What's all right. Up with so, us. so you're, you're a water the, sign, right? Here's the. Uh, yeah. No air. Yeah. I don't know. I think no, it's air. It's, I think you're water. Aquarius? I know we're the water bearer, but I think we're an air sign. Okay, so Cancer traits: tenacious. Highly imaginative, imaginative. I can't talk. Exactly. Loyal, emotional, sympathetic, persuasive. Your weaknesses: mm. moody, pessimistic, suspicious, manipulative, and insecure. Fuck, Justin. 
They're both manipulative. Oh my god! He he he! I knew it. These yeah. fuck. These fuck. Are you guys? Are you guys? Uh, Doug and I are in charge of the accounts. <laughs> I know. I'm just gonna pull, say. Pull the strings. I'm just. Are you I guys, might have to team up with you, yeah. Sal. Hey, it's been a rough oh, month. We're gonna have to cut your guys' salaries Son this month. All right, Aquarius traits. Let's see here. I don't know why now, I didn't uh, trust now, you. Now here's what it says in Aquarius. Um, of all the trait, of all the zodiac signs, they are the best ones. Yeah. So let me just continue. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Positive traits of Aquarius: truthfulness. Mm. Uh. Just, curious, yeah. affectionate, frank, and imaginative. Definitely imaginative. I would definitely say amongst the four of us, me and Justin are the most yeah. imaginative. We come up with the most. We do. I could pretty much say all those are, are correct. It's true. Yeah. Here's the negative qualities. Uh-oh. Unpredictable, detached. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a tendency to go off track yeah. um, and inefficient. Uh, yeah. I think that last one can. Yeah. Thank God you have a Scorpio deleted. and a Cancer here. Here's weird. What are the here are the here are the here are the the health concerns of Aquarians? We're prone to disorders of the nerves, so like insomnia, restlessness. Uh, you had your little heart palpitation thing. What? Remember that when you had your thing with your your adrenal glands? Oh yeah, yeah. The adrenal glands. Oh my God. So, so here's what happens when people so, read. Oh my God, it's true. It's Everything. fucking true. <laughs> Should we be dating? So here's a here's a here's kind of a cool Aquarius, fact. Aquarius? I have Is the I have the book that actually shows you all your like your pairs and matches and relationships you should stay away from, like as far Ooh. as signs. Who am I supposed Uh-oh. to do? Do you know that like Scorpio does not mix very well with hardly any other signs except for Cancer and Aquarius? There's uh, only like there's only like three signs, and those are actually the really two, yeah. What's October? I, like late Libra. Mid- I'm late to the gangbang. Like, I feel like October. we're gonna have an yeah. Uh, a what? Uh, Libra. Still Libra? Yeah. Libra goes all... Well, very latest goes into Scorpio. So the last... Yeah, that She's Scorpio. Yeah, last like three days. <laughs> last, I think, to the... 20, oh, God. I think October 25th. No, you got it wrong, dude. I'm, I'm online right now. What, what is it? October 25th? No, not, not that. But uh, oh. So the compatible signs with Scorpio are Cancer, Virgo, Capricorn, and Pisces. Oh, it's The not, least compatible oh, signs... Oh, you, maybe you are the least. Are you the least? Are Leo and Aquarius. Wow. Doug and I get along just fine. Yeah, well, let me look at my... Let me see what Aquarius combines with. Yeah, I want to see what that is. Uh, Let's see. The most... uh, We are the most compatible with Aries, Gemini, Libra, and Sagittarius. The least compatible for us are Taurus and Scorpio, obviously. Mm. Interesting. So here's here's a little science behind uh, behind the, uh, the Zodiac. Do you notice what I did there, right? I read all the traits, and you immediately connected it to things that made it make sense because you want to belong it's just like your horoscope huh it's the same what do you mean it's the same it's oh the same like thing. when it tells you yeah yeah yeah. like today you're like gonna today, have today yeah you're like oh shit yeah you're gonna have a challenging event like every day you have a fucking challenging <laughs> event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. oh my god it totally connected yeah. i i what i should have done is i should have read like a, we a horoscope figured, i think we would have figured and it said out. whose horoscope is this yeah i think we. you figured, know what i'm saying yeah no i think we would have figured it out yeah whatever i don't know well anyway if you like science. our show Leave very, us very science. Leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. We will pick the best ones, and we will send you a free limited edition Mind Pump T shirt. Also, go to mindpumpmedia.com. Check out all of our programs. Right now, we actually have our uh, RGB Super Bundle available, which is nine months of exercise programming. Oh, and by the way, if you enroll now, you'll get three T shirts, one for each program. You'll get a Maps Red T shirt, a Maps Green T shirt, and a Maps Black T shirt. Uh, and also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. I'm at Mind Pump Sal. Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. And Adam, don't worry about Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. 
The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>